Happy hello, hello, and happy holidays. Welcome to another episode of your Herd Here podcast with me, VTC Herd, and I'm super excited today because we have such a special guest. He is a photographer, a mentor, a community advocate, and he is pushing his own brand. So I want to introduce my special friend today, TJ Anthony. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? How you doing? Hang it in there. How about yourself? Uh, same, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the holiday season, so it's like you know, the time for like you're motivated, but you're just like, ah, oh, I just want to like chill out and just eat ham and like that's kick it. it back. Yes, that's right. It. I think I'm waiting on Thursday. I just want to be able to just. I, I'm not dressing up to go over you no know, fan in the house. I'm gonna be very comfortable. I'm going to sit there and enjoy the food and enjoy the family. Okay. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Thanksgiving and also to family. I heard from a little birdie called, you know, Instagram that you service what was it, forty-five families for the Thanksgiving drive. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yes, we were so honored um, to to serve forty-five families yesterday. We from PG County, DC, and even in Charles County. Uh, we've also we were just so fortunate enough to to be able to in the in the blessing business to serve. And we, this is our second annual one. We went from 12 last year to 45 this year. So this was... Congratulations. Thank you. This was a thing of... It was a lot of work. Um, I, can't, I can't take all the credit. My team behind me was... They were on it from when we started, when we planned it. Uh, we went from picking up the turkey, bagging everything. Um, a mentor, one of my mentors came out. He helped out. And even... Uh, my staff member's daughter, she helped out. She, mm-hmm. she was eager to help. So it was a, all the team effort. Uh, even uh, my team, one of my admins, she was out of town and she was calling and was saying, hey, you uh, have a family, a person who's on their way to pick up their basket. Nice. She was calling from Cleveland to tell her that somebody's on their way to come pick their stuff up. So it was it was a long day, long day yesterday. So, but to see the uh, faces of them being appreciative uh, one one highlight uh, in particular for me was one lady took the bus to come pick her, her 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 stuff up, and she said she just moved a month ago, mm-hmm. and if she if it wasn't for the drive, she wouldn't have had to miss Thanksgiving. Oh, so that that put a lot of things in perspective, and you know, a lot of times we can just focus on oh, we're going over so-and-so house to go eat in or you know sometimes I know with myself I can go to multiple houses and go eat and go fellowship with family somebody may not have don't have that opportunity so to hear that it put a lot in perspective and I was just so brought back and humbled at that moment to hear that so it was great um a lot of other people in the community they were doing it they were doing the drive too so I want to shout them out uh one of our partners, uh, Life Redemption Church, they're hosting their drive tonight. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we sent them over some turkeys and, and sides and stuff. So we're just appreciative to be, to be able to help, man. That's all about, that's all we're about. We're about helping serve the community. I love that. And then um, my church, Four Foot Baptist, they just had their drive Saturday okay. and they served up 400. But it's not like about trumping. It's more about the fact that you all are helping everybody and just to be able to provide that for families because especially in this day and age, there's so much going on in the world and we just don't understand how blessed we are. Just to, like you said, just to be, I can go to this person's house to mm-hmm. have options yep. to be able to do that. And not a lot of people have those options. So I commend you for that. You. I wanted to first open up with that just because I thought that was such an amazing thing that you yeah. did, especially because I remember we were in our, we were in our entrepreneur circle together and listened to you. Hey, I'm dropping off this last basket. I'm like, I'm off a basket. And I was yeah. just like, oh my gosh, are you for you to be hand delivering that? I definitely want to give you your flowers so for that. We did last year, we our first year, we hand delivered it. And I remember driving in Charles County. I drove everywhere from Waldorf to Nanjimoy. And for those who know what Nanjimoy so is, Nanjimoy, Maryland. That is in southern Southern Maryland. Okay. So, <laughs> so right. So Nanjimoy is far. Nanjimoy is further down past Waldorf La Plata. Ah. Uh, so, and again, going on to where this lady's house is at is where you see, again, you see where 
you see the you get really like wow like this is what we're doing and mm-hmm. you hear these people's stories about oh man you know I'm I'm going through this such a this time right now I don't have this I don't have that but thank you so much for being for being able to provide and you know we all sometimes we all get caught up in the, the you know we the, un- the little competitions so, are we fed this many people like you know, we're mm-hmm. all doing the work because yes this is we have a it's it is a real problem that we have going on in our community right now. Um, this is something where we can we can definitely do more, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot to make to make it happen. So uh, I was just I'm just again, it, it, I'm always humble because my parents they always taught me to always give back to the community. My mom does it a lot where she goes she helps homeless people with uh, you know clothing drives and food and things like that. So have really good examples of people who showed me the way that how to do things so i love that now to segue into the next thing Mm -hmm. is tell us who you are tell us what you what else that you do besides just being this awesome community advocate and just being able to provide for families and all the great things that you've done just this past weekend but tell us who you are and what you do um i'm from district heights maryland i'm born and raised i claim uh you know city district Heights is my home um Graduate of University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Just had their homecoming this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't there because I was working. You was doing good work, honey. You was doing good work. So I am brother, uncle, uh, godfather. I am a business owner. I run a photography business called HDA Photography. Uh, I coach basketball for Detroit Boys and Girls Club. I've been coaching for the last 16 years. Um, Mentor, poet, just a youth advocate. Um, just a, I'm a guy who's just trying to do to fulfill his purpose. That's that's where I feel like mm-hmm. I'm at a stage in my life where I just want to fulfill my purpose in life. And uh, doing this work is is something fulfilling. It's something that I, I enjoy doing every day. I wake up, and even though sometimes it's long nights long days I, I'm excited to do it so I love it so tell us what is your purpose I feel like my purpose is to give back to the youth uh, to help them to to just see that they they can be all they can be mm-hmm. they don't have to just uh, be something that where they would be stuck in one place where they're from uh, that they have options they have a place where they can grow and uh, be be something positive towards the community. Um, I was I I've been fortunate enough to have mentors in my life where they've shown me that uh, shown me different options, shown me where I can where I can be at in mm-hmm. my life, shown me where I can go. Uh, they challenge me to be a better person, and um, <clears throat> they have always given me the opportunity to be myself. But also let me know that you have a gift, and then, you know it's time to let it let your gift show. So um, I always want to let the kids, the youth, know, especially young men, know that they can be anything they want. They don't have to uh, resort to being uh, in the streets. Uh, not even they don't have to resort to just being an athlete or a rapper, or entertainer. Uh, they can be CEOs, they can be businessmen, doctors, lawyers, um, photographers, anything they want and be something that can be and do great things. Okay. I love that. So I don't know if y'all see that we're both rocking our brands, but I really want to know because one, you know, red's my favorite color. I really <laughs> want to know about this outfit and about what's actually on your shirt. So tell yeah. us. Who designed this? Like, where can we get it? Like, I see uh, y'all can't see his shoes. Shoes and the locks. So, tell us what's on your shirt. All right. So, the shirt is our motto: "Is there's greatness inside of you." Mm-hmm. Um, Who's it, our? So everybody. Every I feel like when we we when we designed the when we built the company, we had the motto: "There's greatness inside everyone." So your company is called what? Push for greatness. Fitness push for greatness. So we, okay. We realize that um, there's greatness in everybody. Mm-hmm. It is your choice whether you want to tap into it or not. I love it. So, uh, so we we put this on our on our on our website everywhere we go. The friend of mine named Quill Quill Powell, 
he's a owner of Strap Season. It's a clothing apparel company. He designs uniforms for uh, youth teams and also for, you know, this. And so he had a sweatsuit on. I was like, yo, I really like that sweatsuit. But he was like, man, I can make you one for your organization. So he did the mock-up and uh, um, and I looked at the mock-up of the shirt. I asked for a shirt first. So I asked for this shirt, mm-hmm. something like this. And it has some stuff on the back. I had some words on the back. Uh, and I it has words I can kind of, matter of fact. So he designed the shirt. And I was like, yo, this shirt is fire. But then he designed the sweatsuit. Okay. And so I said, okay, I need the sweatsuit. And uh, he was like, okay. And so lately, everywhere I've gone and I had this on, it's been, I, yo, we be that sweatsuit from. Who made it? Yeah, so if you have a website link, because I would definitely love to drop that link. Uh, Strap Season Apparel on Instagram. Okay. But Strap Season Apparel on Instagram. So on the back of my shirt, so we have greatness going down and vertically. And it's an acronym for each word. Oh. So greatness has, uh, greatness spells grateful, resilient, excellence, attitude, tactful, noble, effective, self-esteem, and strength. So... Okay, so tell us what else what, what else is Push Your Greatness does. And so you all were the um the company that sponsored the Thanksgiving drive, correct? So what other um aspects is there to push for greatness and how did you actually get started with Push for Greatness? So we're a youth mentoring program right here in the DMV. Uh we mentor young men ages seven through twenty. Okay. Oh, so, 20. Yeah, we nice. Our uh our mission statement is to empower young men to be leaders, to believe in themselves, uh, to be leaders in the classroom, leaders in their community, leaders in their families. So we mentor, we show these young men life skills, we mentor them everything from emotional intelligence, financial literacy, to just manners, dreams, goals, college planning, uh, things like that. So we want to give them a foundation the way they get older they become men that they can take these tools mm-hmm. and go move forward in, in, in greatness. Okay. Uh, we started this program five, five and a half years ago, June 2018. Nice. It was a five year. We just celebrated. You half a decade. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Half a decade in. Uh, I started this. I've always wanted to do it. Okay. I've always, wanted, I've always had that, that mindset to give back. Um, as a child, as a teenager, I told myself, made a promise. If I was in a position to do anything good, I want to give back to my family. And my 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 thing was, let me just focus on this right. I just want to give back to the city this right because they gave it so much to me mm-hmm. as a kid. And we all know how we have this dream and then we sit on it. So I sat on this dream since high school. When I was in high school, I went off to college and I told, I was telling certain people about my dream. And it's funny, you know, the old saying goes, be careful who you tell your, your dreams to. Absolutely. So, of course, you would get, oh, man, that's crazy. You really want to do that? You really want to work with kids? But then when I had, I had a friend of mine, one of my best friends who lived in Oregon, um, my boy Sean, shout out to him. We were sitting outside one night at, Outside, of, outside our, uh, our room. And I was like, yo, I got this vision. He's like, what you talking about? I told him everything. He's like, yo, that's dope. I think that, yo, we just needed, man. Everybody, I think, yo, that'd be a dope, that's a dope idea. Mm-hmm. Of course, I graduated, go through graduation, sit on it again. So I decided to go back. I took six years off from between undergrad and grad school. Mm-hmm. I decided to go back, and I majored in nonprofit going back to grad school. Major in nonprofit management. It seems like the Lord was just leading so, you, honey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So my major was nonprofit, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I need everything. I'm gonna go all the way in. I said, all right, we go do this. Got my master's degree in three years. Uh, so and I just sat on it again for another five years. So at the time, I said in January of that year, 2018, I was like. Can't do it no more. Can't sit on it. I got frustrated at work. I had a real bad day at work for some reason. I don't know how this happened. 
had a real bad day where I came home like that and I came home and I sat there, I sat there and and, and in the basement and I just broke everything. Broke everything I wanted to do with this globalization. Everything what I wanted to talk about, you know, to work on who I wanted to, who I wanted to target, all this stuff. And so <clears throat> I asked somebody else, they were like, well, you know, kind of got my own thing going right now, so I can't really help. I said, cool, no problem. So my other best friend who who serves now, who serves my city director, we also go to the same church. And in the church, we were talking, and I said, y'all, so I need to talk to you after service. I got an idea. I said, okay. So I sat there, I said, y'all got this vision. I got this really idea. I think this, that this program can be really big. I laid it out. I, it was like a presentation. I pulled out, I pulled out, I had everything typed up, printed out. I said, hey, this is, this is what I want to do. He was like, when we start? I love it. So I said, we start now. It's so funny. As soon as he said we start now, his wife comes in the hallway when he was talking. I said, hey, got this idea. He's like, okay, when we start? Said, we start right now. So, the name, the name came from uh, somebody else. Cause I had a whole different name. I had my, my name was when I wanted to do at first was called Distinguished Gentleman. I don't know why that stood out there at first, but I kept following Lamar James on Instagram and I kept seeing him hashtag Strive for Greatness. I think he still mm-hmm. does that. It's all in his shoe boxes too. So I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the Strive over the push. So I would, when I would say stuff on Instagram, I would hashtag Push for Greatness. Mm-hmm. So my friend said, "No, oh, that's your name, right?" I like it. Like, that's the name you organization. I'm like, "What?" Well, she's like, "No, no, that's it. That's your name right there." And so she sent me a mock-up of the first like ever. I don't have it. I don't think I don't, I don't have it. If I have it. It's somewhere deep mm-hmm. down somewhere. She sent me the first mock-up of the logo, kind of what we had. So I was like, "All right, I like it." And then she, then the way she sent the four is the number four, and I was like, "Oh, I really like." Really like that, and so uh, I went to my guy who made the logo. This is what I'm looking for. All right, he made the logo for me, and um, went on from there. So June 2018, we launched. We officially launched. He didn't do nothing really that year. He just kind of just wanted to just do a lot of stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. People to know who we are, what we're working on. We did one event. We did one event. There's a coat and toy drive that we've done. Every year, yearly. That was the only event we done that year. But we started getting kids coming in 2019, and then uh, we've serviced 25 kids as of as of today. Yay! Congratulations! Congratulations! Now, um, I love that story. I, one thing I did definitely sit up front that story that you told me is that you sat on it a lot. Tell me why do you feel like, or as you reflect on it, what was making you just keep sitting on it? I think for me, I got complacent. And the one thing about me that I struggle with at times is I can get really complacent with just anything. Uh, and we've all struggled with this. Mm-hmm. At times, you know, every every person who you see, we see as even through social media, TV, whatever, they can sit there and we see them as, oh, yo, they're so powerful. They're so, they're so inspiring. But at some point, they've gotten complacent with what they've done, what they're doing. And the one thing that I always wanted to, I'm always working on is not trying to be complacent. Mm-hmm. Saying because I feel like there's something that can be done. <clears throat> there's something that always can be done. And um, I got comfortable with working, just doing the typical adults in life, working, going and doing my thing. And I was at the time, I was still running my photography business. I was still coaching. I had a lot going on at that point. And it was just like, all right, when are you going to do it? And then it got to a place where it was just like, all right, enough is enough. You got it. It's it, you, it, either you do it now or you're not going to do it at all. And so, I, for some reason, I, all the things lined up that day, that I was so frustrated. Mm-hmm. All were, and there were, it was, and again, it was nothing against the job. I was just so frustrated. And I got home and I felt like I was just like writing out everything. I just, I couldn't stop. And I 
think that it just you have to keep the consistency. And that's where even with mentoring, at times, as a mentor, we can struggle with being complacent and not reaching out to the kids, not being there for them. Because a lot of times in our communities, and it's sad to say this, but these young people are used to it. They're used yeah. to you're in one day, you're not this, this week, mm -hmm. you're in here, you're out there. Oh, you're here for a few days, then you're out. It's like they're used to it. Mm -hmm. So what we strive to do in our program, and we're not perfect. And I tell the parents straight up, we're not, we're not perfect. We're humans. We're gonna we're gonna make mistakes, we're gonna fail. But if this is what you want, we all have to put in the work. Mm -hmm. It can't just be where, oh, I'm doing my part and then you're not doing your part, or I'm doing my part, you're doing your part, but the kid's not doing your part. It can't work like that. So uh, it was more so complacency, it was more so, and also fear. Fear of like, yo, is this really gonna work? So how do you tackle if you um the complacency sometimes maybe the procrastination and the fear now? The complacency part will tackle it with understanding why am I doing this in the first place. Mm. So understanding your why, understanding which is my, very important. Understanding why. why. The why for me is I look at kids like I look, I, I, and my, I look at kids like my basketball kids, my basketball kids. I look at Look at my nieces and nephews. Look at my godkids. Then we know why I gotta keep going because again, it's there. Everybody's one decision from me going left. Very true. You're one decision from me going haywire. So for me, it's okay. Let me just, even if it's, hey, yo man, I just want you to have a good day today. Send them something. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Hey, uh, you know, stay encouraged, man. Don't don't get any any little thing that kind of just helps them keep them going and it's you know you may not you know you may not always be there in person physically but just to know that they they see like okay well, he, he is reaching out does he is concerned because kids have they, okay they like okay what do you what are you going to do mm -hmm. what's, what's, what do you what's your reason why you're here and it's like i got to we gotta and can we trust you? Can we trust you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it is. And that's exactly what I tell our mentors. They have to trust you. They don't trust you, they're not gonna open up to you. So yeah, it takes time. So uh <clears throat> for me it's and then the fear of just sometimes you just I don't want to be that that person on the ledge who's scared to jump. Mm. Sometimes you just gotta jump and figure out what happens after that. I like it. So you said that during that time when you were starting um your for push for greatness, you also running your photography business. When was the first time you picked up a camera? High school. Ah, uh, the little disposable cameras in high school. Oh man, that was that was it for me. It wasn't no professional camera. It was the, you know, all the all the kids would get the disposable Kodak disposable cameras or whatever, take the pictures, run to CVS, get the prints out. I think we remember what those were. Yeah. They probably <laughs> right. they probably don't remember that, but yeah, I, I remember the yeah. So like, I still have like school pictures where I took them all day and so it was funny I had no desire to do photography even in college it was still just I just wanted just like instant memories mm -hmm. and my stepfather got to photography he was getting into it reluctantly and then I helped him at a, a, a middle school prom one night and so we're sitting there helping him print photos out or, or, or I would take the picture he would just show me hey this how you do it Okay, and so I made like he said he paid me like two hundred dollars that night just for that night. And I said, "Oh, I can make this much money doing this." I'll say less. So again, mm -hmm. I home, wrote everything my, out. My business brain, wrote everything out, and so I'm more of the business person minded person. Um, when it comes down to this, so it turned me it was it was a hustle. I just wanted to make money. I didn't care about the art. I just wanted to make money. That's when I started. Yeah. I just wanted to, I if I took gigs where I I if it was a party, whatever, I was bored. I just want I just wanted to make the money because it was like, okay, I saw if I could make this money in this much time. Let me see what I could charge and make some some, some extra cash for my pocket. But then I got into 
started learning, I started learning the art of it. Then I started seeing like, oh, and then my, my creative, my creative eye became more in the play. Yeah. Like, oh no, I really like that picture. Like I would just go places and I would see things. Like, oh, that picture was dope. I like that lighting in that picture. I like certain things. And then um my love for it increased. And so now for me is I could pick up a camera now and just practice and do it. Shots are amazing, especially at events. Them. Yes, they're really well. That's been the niche for me. Uh and I've also gotten into I'm getting more into shooting like portraits and weddings and stuff like that. Um my cousin who he does photography, they now live in Charlotte. And he always tells a story. He was like, Man, he says, Yo, I'm the reason he picked up a camera. Oh. And I was like, What you mean? He was like, Man, you know, just how you are with it, like you know what you're doing. And so he's also taught, but his pictures are amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, my cousin Thomas and his wife Jasmine, they are they do amazing work and um, I love this. I love this. I love everything about it. Of course, at one point I took a break. I wanted to call it quits. Actually, I did. I didn't say I wanted to. So I tell did. us about that. What what happened during breaking? What caused you to want to just call it quits? Was it just for the photography? Was it for for greatness? Was it for everything? Like what was it? I think for it was one point. It was photography. Was I got tired of dealing with this bad business practices people wanted to get over. I got I just really got tired of it. I, I got I call it you want to lay me numb, but you got me numb money. I can explain all that. So it's not, it's nothing where I'm not saying it to be negative to people. Okay. But you have people that you know they want it's okay. They come to they come if 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 you're the photographer and I'm a client mm -hmm. and I had to learn how to do this is where I had to learn how to do better business. Mm -hmm in that moment so at one point I, I'll, I'll give a story to how it happened i was taking pictures for a band local band and the guy was like well you know i don't do contracts okay whatever you know i don't do contracts I said, okay whatever but again at that point i was I, I, that right i know so the business mind of me i was just like okay well let me just just gonna make a name for myself as a rule and it just the, the the deal was bad for the for the work that I was doing, I was I should have been charging more mm -hmm. because I wasn't knowing my worth in the in the business part. And so part. when I say that part is, you know, people say, okay, well, I feel like for some people when they come in and they want to do photography, is okay. Let me see if you say, okay, I'm doing. I charge for a photo shoot for an hour. If I say I charge 300 and you say, well, I don't have 300, I have say 150. My negotiation would be, okay, here's what you can get for $150. This is what you can get for $150 for a photo shoot. It's not an hour. It's, let's say, 30 minutes. It's one outfit change. You get X amount of pictures edited. I think the one part that stuck out for me was the understanding of worth part. And I don't think it's just with photography. I think it's a lot of with just entrepreneurs in general. When you're, regardless of what industry you're in, what field you're in, when you first start stepping out on your own and you actually start doing business as a business, um, I think a lot of people struggle with the switch of it's not just play anymore. It's like, TC Her Industries. It's not just TJ anymore. It's HDA Photography. It's Push for Greatness. It's um, all the other businesses mm -hmm. that you are. So I think a lot of times, like sometimes the people that will also too in our beginning of entrepreneurship will seek out for those support because now they're like, oh yeah, I'm right for you. I'm here for you. I'm here right. for you. But then it's when it's like, all right, well, go to the website, send me an email, mm -hmm. fill out the form. Why well, gotta do that? I'm your friend. It's not, I'm like, Bruh, like it's not yeah. it's not anything so, against you. It's I'm now operating as a business. I need to treat you as business such. And then also too with the thing with the contracts, I learned later in my entrepreneurship entrepreneurship journey that it's important to have those contracts there. And I mean, this thing of entrepreneurship, it's a 
you can't you learn as you go. There's a lot of books that tell you, mm-hmm. but a lot of a lot of it is you have to learn as you go. Yeah, and it's it is, and you you said something that that, that I always tell people. You you when like I'm gonna give us this interview right now. Mm-hmm. I had I had to go and fill out certain forms online and go through some of this business. It's not because oh no, we're friends. It's no. I understand. Hey, this is this is your business. This is what you have to do. So it's not. I'm not speaking to Talea. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking to Talea Heard, the owner of TC Heard Industries. Well, I have to respect that. And so, um, a lot of us, a lot of people, really, they don't, they don't, they can't really get the switch. Mm-hmm. And so, or they don't respect it. They don't respect. Yeah, there's mainly two. They don't respect the switch. And so we have to say, okay, I have to know my word. And say, you know what? Yeah, I'm sorry. Everybody has to go through this process. Every entrepreneur has went through these this, this this trial and error with that. With people, because again, we expect, we we go into it thinking, oh man, my family gonna support me, my friends gonna support me. And a lot of times it's not gonna happen. They are not. And I'm telling you, they are I'm not. sorry to tell people this. You have strangers support you more than you will your you, your and circles and everything. I, I have have lost friends not due to me them supporting me i mean i've had friends who you know just question my friends uh, our friendship at a point where they felt like i didn't support them enough and i'm just like okay well that you're entitled to your opinion i sat there you know but you know i've had my own i've had family members be upset with me because i, I told you i had to sign a contract for a photo job i think also too I think that's another thing to point out as well is that when it's important to one really carry yourself as a business, even if you're a solopreneur just starting out. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I love the fact that, you know, Christoph has told us, but especially Jeff has always told us, like, even if you are by yourself, thing I know that, but you have to start making sure you are conducting your business and things as a business because even the people around us, even like I said, like we've lost friendships, we've lost either sometimes family members we don't speak to and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Like it hurts in that moment, but I also see that it's like God is elevating me to a different level that I need to be able to, I'm going to have to shed some skin. I'm going to have to shed some, like some folks who's not going to, yeah. everybody's not going to go with me to this next level. But also I think when people start seeing the light in you and they start deflecting their own insecurities, their own problems onto you, then that becomes a problem like within the relationship dynamic that you have, which again, that's not your problem. It's not my problem. That's your problem that you want to deflect your own insecurities on me. Just the thing is, I've also learned, I'll say within this entrepreneurial journey, I've started a few companies and it's been, I want to say at least a good three years. I never thought I would want to be an entrepreneur and it just kind of came out but I can at least say that within this journey, I had to learn the hard way of everybody's not going to support me the way that I would support them. And not everybody's going to be yeah. me in a situation. Like another prime example was even the strangers that you find, you can kind of find like your little groups here and there and you can talk to talk to talk about things with. I was like, hey, I'm actually doing this new like curriculum type of thing. And I know that some people you're not actually couldn't like you're 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 conducting yourself as an artist but you're not conducting yourself as a business and i think both of us can understand that too because we're both poets like we start with started within poetry but even within poetry to get to those bigger gigs to know that you can get somewhere else besides just an open mic that you have to conduct yourself as a business you have to have these things in order you can keep Keep using your at Comcast.net at AOL.com email address. You got to be using like these different things. So when I say, hey, I'll actually for my services to help you will be free, but you got to like actually pay for the systems yourself. So, but they no silence, absolute silence. And I just sat back and looked and the next message was like a meme or a reel or something. I was just like, huh. It is, it is. Is, is okay. It is. See you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. Okay. Yeah. So in in it in it's it can be very frustrating because it's like, and I had to learn this lesson too. 
So everywhere I you everybody's a brand. Yes, you are a whole brand. You're, you're who you are, your name. Mm -hmm. You are a brand. Yes. When you walk out the house. Mm -hmm. So like it's just like the old your parents told you back in the day, we get to a store. Oh, I'm gonna still say that. She said, "Never go out the house looking just like anything." Don't, get, you never don't, you know, you don't know. You don't know who's watching. And I'm don't like, go ahead. Don't go ahead. Don't go to the school embarrassing me. Don't do mm -hmm. And so that's the me now. So when I go, if I go to anywhere, it's I never know who's watching. So when I go into these places and I go speak with you know other businesses, if I'm going online. It's a way of professionalism. I have to carry myself and speak mm -hmm. to these people because again, I'm repping, I'm represent HJ photography, push for greatness, and I also represent myself. I also represent Horace Thomas and the third. But when I go outside, I'm not about to say, well, I can't, I'm not gonna have somebody say, well, oh man, he be he be wild. I can't, it's 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 certain things I can't I can't go do certain things and then post them on social media because again. There are businesses and people who want to my, who acquire my services. You're watching. So if I'm on my business page and I'm doing X, Y, Z, no, I'm not. They're not going to support that. Mm -hmm. They're not going. They're not going to say, you know what? No, we're going to go somebody. Else. Yeah. And and people have to understand that. And people have to understand that. You know. And it amazes me at times where we can support. We can go. We can go to the Michael Kors, Louis Vuitton. Mm -hmm. uh, support all these other big brand name businesses that actually don't support us. Yeah, you can go. You can go buy. You can go sit in line and you know for these Jordans and stuff. And I tell you all the time, Jordan making a killer. Nike and Jordan making a killer, and all he's doing is he's not creating a shoe. He's not doing nothing new. So we sell it for him. He's no. He's not even that part. So what he's doing is he's going through. He's re. He's re. He's relaunching. Certain shoes and just rename them. I'm on sneakers, so and so we, and then we speak about. Oh, I, I get it, though, but we sit around and I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say and say I don't have a pair. I have a pair of Jordan. I have one pair of Jordan. And we sit there. We sit in line and we we sit in line for the shoes. And but if I say, "Hey man, you know I got this nonprofit. And I'm going working with kids. And I just need a donation, man. Any amount of help. I ain't got it. Oh man, but I appreciate what you're doing." But I think the other parts of is like you gotta focus on the people who do show up. I did learn that at SpeakerCon. So when I was at SpeakerCon um a few weeks ago, Dr. Cheryl um she taught me this, but I'll also say that my mentor Divya uh, taught me this too at one of the events that I was networking um at is that you gotta focus on the people who do show up, mm -hmm. who do support, and the ones that just don't that don't show up or don't come like. Yeah. I kind of just got to like leave that to the women because the thing is, if it, and I also too know for me, uh, even being this cancer and also too just the <laughs> overanalyzer that I am, that yeah. I will pinpoint and focus on yeah. all the negative attributes, but there will be so much positive things that happen around me that I'll like, sometimes I'll miss that. So I have to like always stay grounded and remind myself of that fact. I'm just like, all right, you know what? This one didn't come. This one didn't come. That's okay. Because I had to really also learn that with my family where there are certain family members within my family that will talk about what I'm doing mm -hmm. or they'll go run and they'll see one post, take it out of context, go run and tell my grandma who's like 80, almost 90 years old. And then I have to hear about, what you do on Instagram? I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, mom. Like, what, what is going on? But I realized that those type of people, whether they be my family or not, like I don't need them in my space and you just don't get invited to stuff. And if you do want support, you can buy a t-shirt, you can buy a book, yeah. you can buy anything else, or you can support those ways, but you don't have to, you don't have to have that other type of access to me. And, I, and that's absolutely okay. And and I learned that as well. Um, so we celebrated five years. We did a whole big event for mm -hmm. the in June, in June, July. After we did it on my birthday. Yeah, I was able say it was on his birthday. It was on my birthday. Because we so. like five days apart. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was crazy was I had a game that I had a game that morning. Mm -hmm. So I drove to Germantown, coached a game, and then, you know, got Germantown. Yeah. <laughs> so drove out there, coached a game, and then came back and had a whole ceremony, had a whole event. It was great. And, of course, 
you know, you know, we sold tickets for, you know, you know, stuff like that. So I'm kind of like nervous, like, oh, y'all people ain't buying tickets. But then I said, you know what? For those people who will show up, they're meant to be there. Mm-hmm. And that room was the amount of support in that room. It was almost, it was basically sold out. Congratulations. Filled the whole room up. And I was sitting there just like, wow. Super proud of you. And it's just, you know, like you said, focus on the people that's meant, that, that's there. Because I think a lot of times, like you say, I'm like you. We focus so much on the negative that we don't focus on, okay, this, these good things are happening. We, you know, because we're, you know, sometimes we, I, I can be a perfectionist. I can be like, I want everything to go like this, this, and this. But sometimes it's not, it, everything's not going to go the way we planned it. Mm-hmm. But just say, yo, it happened. You know, this down the floor, we're going good. You know, I, we had a session. I told my mentees in the session, I said, man, hey, man, in five years, you know, and I wanted us to be in a building in five years. I wanted to have my own building, have, you know, vans and do all this big stuff. Yeah. I said, we're not there yet. I said, but you know, in, in, but you in, get there. in our time. Yeah. And so, you know, the people who have supported, man, I truly honor them. I thank them. Uh, like you say, man, for some people, man, your family members is is you would think at times, yo, man, my family support me, man. They, they gotta support it. Like everybody's not gonna see it. They're not gonna understand the vision that you have, what you're doing. And a lot of us as a community, we we wait until the the results are done. Yes. And so we'll wait until we're like, oh yeah, I want to support now. It's like I think also too, social media has almost conditioned us in a way where all we see are the highlight reels. All we see is what mm-hmm. people want us to see. That they don't know, like even for me for Instagram, like I I know that social media is what I want you to see. Yeah. And it's a it's an image. It's a brand I'm portraying. But I've also learned even like with this platform here, it's like I want to show the nitty gritty, like the back parts of it, because I don't want to see the glamorized part of it. Even though like I still make ugly look good. <laughs> but. <laughs> And we can still be glamorous in even our ugly moments, but it doesn't have to always be perfect. And I'm like, I don't know if that's coming with age. I'm only 31, so I don't know if that's coming with age. But I'm learning how to live in the not perfect zone. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely okay. Because even this, I was just like, my first couple episodes, I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. girl, yeah. what is going on here? But I realized, like, the only way I'm going to get better is to continue to practice, continue to talk to people, continue to have to be comfortable with hearing the sound of my own voice because my voice matters. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going to show those other parts of me because those parts still make up me. That still, it's still in the making of like what makes the overall success of me and of my brands and of my businesses and all other things that we do. And I think it's very important to show those things, but when people first see you fall, all they want to do is focus on the fall instead of focusing on like the entire journey because whatever journey you're in life has all types of ups and downs. You're not always going to be on top. There are some moments you're going to be in the middle or just freaking rock bottom, but it's important that we're honest with ourselves when we get to those moments and to be able to communicate your needs, communicate our needs. It is right. And and I think with, if you say something in, in my personal journey, you know, it is a journey. And uh, you know, a lot of times we are not, we, we, we take just waking up, like waking up for granted. Mm-hmm. We take the little stuff like, oh man, I'm able to walk, I'm able to breathe, I'm able to do certain things like that for granted. And you know, you hear these people who, who are going through so much, and it's just like, wow, man, you know, this is, you know, things can be different. And you know, we're taught, you know, as believers, you know, we're always supposed to be faithful. God can bring us anything. That he can. Amen. And you know, but at times, you know, it is, you know, like you say, we we had the moments where it's like, okay, okay, God, what we what are we doing here? What am I doing? Really, what's going on? Because everything right now is is all hell breaking loose. And I don't know, I know it. <laughs> I don't know where to go. So, and a lot of times, where a lot of a lot of us is when we do it, I've done this at times too, is we get so frustrated, we go into this either this shell or we run. We go back to old habits where are comfortable for us. And I had to learn in my season and my journey now is be proud of who I am. Know that you're, know that, give my, give myself the flowers 
because mm-hmm. I can't expect it from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and just embrace the journey. Highs, lows, whatever. Don't don't run from it. Embrace it. Enjoy it. It's going to be you. You're going to come out of every storm. You're not going to stay in this forever. Yeah, it's uh, temporary. It is. Yeah, it's temporary. And I think with us as people, man, you know, we have to do a better job of just really just recognizing that, man, you know, and just enjoy the moment because it's been, it, the, sometimes the healing journey is messy. And, and, it's, and it's where your journey, and this is my one of my good friends who I coach with, and it's Joe. He's always tell his kids this. He told any kid he coached, his own kids, tell our kids this, and I learned this from him. He tell everybody, your journey's not my journey. Mm-hmm. Everybody path is different. Mm-hmm. And so, when it comes down to we go back into the entrepreneurial stuff and life is, you know, they might not understand because it's not it's not their journey. It's not meant for them to understand this. But they can support, like you say, by buying a book, buying a t shirt, or there's something for me, for example, hey, I'm gonna make a donation to your organization. I can't be at the event, but I'll make a donation. Cool, we appreciate it. Whether it's a dollar, five, I don't care what it is. I really want to get to that point in my life where I can just write a check. And it's not just because that I don't want to go places or be out places. Mm-hmm. I Two things. I've learned, um, one, just throughout without my experience, but also, two, I was reading while well, I was listening to this book um, called We Should All Be Millionaires. And she was just saying how the power of a check can have. Like, yes, you can show up, which is still important, but there's times where you can't show up and you just write a check. Mm-hmm. At least you're still contributing yeah. to, like, yeah. whatever that foundation's trying to do. So, for me, it's like I want to be able to do that because I know like wherever I'll be going, like between like the family that I'm building and like also the brand that I'm building, like mm-hmm. if I can't make every single event like I would really want to, then I just write a check. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, and, and trust me, you will. You're no, gonna, I know, I know. I'm gonna get there. Go, I'm gonna get there. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But I think. There you go. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I wanted to well, thank you for answering my next question. My next question was like, what, like, what actually keeps you going? Like, when you have those moments. So, thanks for having um answering that question because we have to wrap it up soon. Okay. But there was another part that you said where it's just like where how we look at other people. Even going back to the woman that you um saw yesterday rode the bus to come get her Thanksgiving basket. I've also learned within therapy, and that especially because feelers and when you have such like strong feelings and you can relate to people that it's important that you don't discount your feelings like regardless of whatever's happening in your life even though like yes your journey may be quote-unquote better than someone else and you still may be more fortunate in other ways that doesn't make anything that you're going through less valid just because someone else is, is of more misfortune. It's important to at least acknowledge that the fact that you can be self-aware and acknowledge that is important. And it's really, it's one to have because it's also to keep you grounded and have some humility, but always know that bro, if I'm not having a good day or this is really bothering me. And this is like, to me, even though it seems like a crisis and it may seem small to somebody else, to me, it may be a crisis it's okay to let me feel my moment, have my moment and feel like this is a crisis and then pick myself back up again and then just keep going. Yeah, and and, and, and that's a great thing to that you're graduated. I'm learning the same thing. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, you, you don't, don't, you say discount your feelings, you don't, you, know, you, you, you matter. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, your feelings matter because I think a lot of times, and I'm going to speak for a man is, you know, we feel like at times, you know, we, again, I know that growing up, it was always, you know, suck it up, don't cry. So when we get older, this is what we all we know. Is when stuff happens, is all right, we put this on, we sweep this on the rug, or put this in the bag, keep it, keep, keep it going, put it on my back, keep it going. Because we feel like, oh, they don't care, society don't care, or somebody cares. Mm-hmm. Somebody actually cares. Somebody's out there, and the more you don't speak, you're like a ticking time bomb. You don't speak on it, you're gonna blow up, and then what's gonna happen is you're gonna blow up on the wrong person. And then now, or you're gonna do something where you end up harming yourself. Yep. And that's what we don't want. Um, you know, we, we look at people and you know, a lot of times you may not know what a person goes through. Because again, yes. especially when it comes to social media. Yes. We can sit there and say, well, oh yeah, everything looks fine on social media. But 
outside of it. When you're not posting, you could be going through the worst part of your life and nobody won't know because again, you, you won't share it. So within our organization, we've also launched a men's support group. Mm-hmm. We worked on, we're working on giving men a safe space to have these conversations. Because again, we don't, we don't, we don't know how to really communicate and share what they're really going through. I want to ask ask a question on that one too, because I think that's very important. One, to give men a safe space to be able to express themselves, because like you said, within society, teaching you for so long and being groomed to just like either suck it up, man up. I used to like cringe when my sister, when she was raising one of my nephews, and anytime he would cry, she would like literally come across the car seat with her hand, man up, stop crying, you know, little girl. Da, da, da. And it to me, I was just like, bruh, like not just because she heavy handed, but I felt that. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, that's not really teaching him to me. And I was like, you know what? You know, I'm like, I haven't had one, I just have dogs. But <laughs> for me to even sit there and watch that, it was so cringeworthy. And it was a moment where I was just like, I don't think this is what he needs right now. He actually just needs to be consoled. Like he's right. crying for a real reason. Like my man just failed. He hurt. So I think it's so, okay to say it's okay and things like that. But one question I do want to ask, do you, as a man, mm-hmm. do you feel it's more comfortable to express your feelings in a group surrounding with other men? Or do you feel comfortable expressing like your real feelings, like with your, like with your significant other who maybe whatever your significant other may be, but or with uh, a woman. I have both. I've had both. Okay. Um, I've had, uh, I have, I'm very selective about who I share stuff with. As you should be. As, as we should be. So I have uh, two of my best friends. One is the pastor of a church. His name is PJ. I like a different church. And then my other, my other best friend, who they locally. And he, he's assistant director. So I can go to them. And also my uncle. Mm-hmm. I can go to them literally and say, hey, and feel safe that if I tell them the deepest, darkest secret, I won't get judged. They won't spread it. They won't go, they won't, they won't demean me to make me feel less of a man for what I say, what I tell. A lot of times I feel like with us as men, it's hard for us because again we're we're so quick to judge a person. Yo, man, what what you you going through what man? Explain. It's both like, okay, we jokingly in a relationship. Oh man, you, you always with your girl and it's both like what I want. Mm-hmm. This not this this what I want. I I'm not trying to be out single all going through dealing with all these women and now here but tragedy and lemon pepper wings, bro. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's dead. So um, and then you know, like in the relationship aspect, that takes even even in both, it takes time to build that trust. Because I can't just come to you on the first time meeting and tell my life story. Mm-hmm. Because it's never they can look at you like, wait, what, what, what are you saying? So, um, my last relationship, yeah, I was able to share like a lot of stuff, and and she shares some stuff with me as well. And to to this day, I would. Take it to my grave. I would never, I would never use it to like belittle her, nothing like or her family, nothing. And you have to build that trust with somebody to feel safe enough to. And a lot of times, a lot of people don't want to speak because mm-hmm. you feel like, oh, this person got a motive. This mm-hmm. person ain't gonna say something. They're gonna do something, something to make me try to use it against me. And I thought that at times with certain people, it's like, man, I'm not. Gonna say it. I don't know what this person gonna use it for. But then you got some people where I don't care what you say because I'm this is me. I'm comfortable with who I am. Yeah, I messed up. Oh, yeah, I have this flaw. This is me. But I feel like for me, and to answer, to really answer your question, I I can feel safe with both, but I have to trust the person. Mm-hmm. I can, you know what I'm saying? I have to be comfortable. And I, I think in our group sessions, I've got to a place in my life where I'm comfortable sharing where I've been through. Mm-hmm. But then also hearing it from other guys to say, oh, I've been through the same thing, but it's a different situation. So I don't feel alone. Where like, oh, okay. And I feel like in a sense where as men, we need to be have these safe spaces, clear-minded safe spaces. 
where we can have these real conversations. Because ain't enough alcohol, ain't enough weed, ain't enough pills. I can't. It ain't enough whatever in the world <laughs> to cover up what you're dealing with. It's not. At a certain point, you will have to deal with it. Yes. You will have to go through it. And, it, and, it's, and it's going to hurt. It's, it's not going to be pretty. Because the hardest person to deal with is you. Every, every person will have that moment when they look in the mirror and say, you know what, I got to deal with you. Feeling is hard, y'all. Very hard. <laughs> Very <laughs> it's hard. Not. And I just want to say, it's not only, it takes not just prayer, but it takes therapy too. Prayer yeah. and therapy together. And then you got to work on you. Yeah, I'm still working on me and trusting this. Some days I'd be like, I got to do this too. Ugh. I got therapy tomorrow. <laughs> I got it in two weeks. I can't wait to talk to my therapist again. Um, so as we're wrapping up a little bit, um, I do get, thank you for one, being here and taking the time to um, talk to us today. Uh, one, I definitely, again, want to give you your flowers of all the great work that you're doing in the community to one, give these young men a space to actually see success in all different forms. Cause we know a lot of different mentors that you have, everybody's like in different industries and things like that. But I love the fact that you can show that success comes in different forms yeah. and teaching them that they can build success with whatever they think it looks like. It's not all just about the cars, the money, the, the Instagram, the other things that may go on Instagram, right, what some people right. say. Um, right. But it's what they, it's what they make it mm -hmm. and what they consider like, hey, I've made it. So one, thank you so much for that. Um, we have a tradition here at, you heard it here, where we want you to tell our viewers or anything, what that's something that they haven't heard anywhere else from you, but they're only going to hear it here at you heard it here. Ha, get it. Oh, man. Okay. Ah. Oh, wow. Uh, before I do that, I want mm -hmm. to give you your flowers oh. to see the growth as an entrepreneur, to see where you've grown from when we first met to where you are now. It was oh, thanks. I am super proud of you. Um, definitely always supporting you wherever you need. Don't make my um, face run. <laughs> no, I just, again, I think a lot of times we give each other vibes. We're quick to criticize and demean. But never quick to you never quick to encourage mm -hmm. support. So mm -hmm. I want to say on behalf of Christian Greatness mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. AJ Photography, thank you for this opportunity. It is an honor to be on this platform. Thank and you. This is going to be a major platform and a force to be reckoned with. Now, that's your question. <laughs> thank you. All thank right. you. love that i love how you started i was like oh okay i like that i think also too there's a lot of different like stipulations where people are like why are you saying this mm -hmm. but yeah no it's like love is free y'all mm -hmm. kindness is free and like we also say earlier you never know what someone's going through so it's saying that can make someone's day so where can how can we support you um you know even though the holidays are coming up by the time this airs it'll be around christmas time how can we support you we, you say you had a clothing and toy drive going on. Where can we follow you? So All that great stuff. You can follow Push Your Greatness on Instagram at push the number four greatness inc. Uh, we will be starting launching our clo our holiday coat and toy drive starting November twenty first through December sixteenth. If you would like to donate a new toy, you can donate it. Uh, we will have a location posted on our Instagram and website this week. Um, if you would like to donate monetarily, you can go to our website, www.pushforgreatness.org. Click the donate button and make a donation there. Get that money. It is 
it is you know tax exempt organization. So guess what? We will give you a receipt. Ah, taxes. Taxes. <laughs> Y'all know taxes is coming up now. Come on. Yes. And Donations count. Everything will be given to the less fortunate. We're donating to another nonprofit who helps needy families. But we're donating to everything to them. So we're getting we're excited to do this this year. And this is a good time to bring joy to, to everybody in the holiday season. I love that. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Thanks, PJ. You. you know, <laughs> y'all know I'm like Mariah on the college budget. Okay. <laughs> Even though I had college no more, it's a college budget. Yeah. So it's real, real fire. Hey, make it work. <laughs> you should, you should. Anyway, <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ida, for being here today. Again, no uh, we thank you all for listening. I know whatever time, whether it be morning, afternoon, evening, just so happy that you're listening to this today. So may you all have a happy holidays, a safe holidays, and we'll catch you next week on Your Heard It Here with me, BPP Heard. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe, and tell us if there's something in this episode that stood out for you. So we will catch you next time. Bye.